You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. Minutes to go on the five-minute power play to the middle. A shot, they score! They're running wild in Ontario. It's 7-2 rain with 5 Welcome back to another episode of The Rain Check. Jared Schaffern and Josh Schaefer with you. And we know it had been a little while since we brought you more of a longer, full-length interview. We've been trying to work on this for a little while. We have Today we have two guys who have known each other for a really, really long time and kind of a crazy happenstance circumstance. They're both on the same team this season. Samuel Fagimo and Eric Portillo both played for, for Lunda, both grew up in Gothenburg. They've known each other basically their whole lives at this point. Um, and, you know, just the way that things have worked out, Fagimo is now in his fourth year with the Ontario Reign and the Kings organization. Portillo took a completely different route, originally drafted by the Buffalo Sabres, but traded last year to L.A., and now the two of them are on the same team. Yeah, it's funny because um, we've actually never had Samuel Fugimo on the rain check, so it's about time. But also, we had talked about doing the Swede cast a year ago. And, you know, before we started recording, we were talking about whether or not Figimo had been called up around that time or may and or maybe one of the other guys had gotten hurt or we something also, like I that. I do have to say, not only was we were worried about different players getting called up, we also don't have enough microphones yeah, because we have so problem. many, so many Swedes that we can't we couldn't do the Swede cast the way we really wanted because we, yeah. we don't have a, there was like seven of them at one point. We don't yeah. have enough microphones. Yeah. Um, and even then, um, recording this podcast today. I had to use a little handheld stick mic as well. So, um, but we had talked about doing this a year ago, and it's funny the way that it worked out because when we did do, you know, the Swedecast Part One um, last season, it was Leah Anderson and Jacob Moverari, two guys who knew each other from back home, ended up in the same organization. Were not drafted by the Moverari was drafted by the Kings. Leah Anderson found his way to the organization via trade. Um, so, two guys that thought, you know, hey, our paths have now parted from playing at home and now look at this we're back together in the Kings organization so it is funny that it's a very similar situation with with goalie Eric Portillo and and, and Samuel Fagimo and this was almost a podcast that probably wasn't going to happen this year you know we thought we were going to have Sammy here then we didn't have Sammy here and now Sammy's back and absolutely lighting up the AHL and Eric Portillo in his rookie season has been absolutely fantastic for the rain too um, is is toward the top of the league in Goals against average, save percentage. Uh, so, so he's been he's been terrific as well. And as it works out, they've played with nobody else in their career as long as they've played with each other. Um, both playing, you know, at home in Sweden and now coming over to North America and, and finding their way to the Kings organization. So it's funny the way that it's worked out. The two times we've had these um, these double Swedish interviews uh, on the show, it's been with two guys that have known each other for a really long time and have a great relationship on and off the ice. And guys who are really important. I mean, you look at Leas Anderson, he was right up there on the team scoring lead for most of the season, just behind TJ Tynan. Uh, obviously an incredibly important piece of the rain team last year. By the way, those two guys uh, with Moverari, they just had a nice uh, yeah. you know, moment together. They uh, Leas is, is hurt right now. But uh, Jacob Moverari was on the trip with the Kings to Montreal 
not too long ago and they got to see each other posted on social media. So they're still friends. They're still I hanging to, out. When I saw that I had to open up the comments cause I knew all the comments were going to be rain players. Right. And they were all like, Oh my God, this is so great. And like all the responses were, our, were, were our guys here with the rain. So I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. And, and Jacob, obviously a very important piece of the defense last year, this year now up with the Kings and, uh, this same situation. I mean, Samuel Fagimo, obviously, as you mentioned, Josh, an unbelievable situation since he's come back. He is just on fire. Uh, very important scorer for the team and has been since he's been here. And Eric Portillo right now. I mean, he's getting a huge opportunity uh, with David Riddick get, getting called up uh, an injury to, to Phoenix Copley. So the situation for, for Portillo, great time to have him on and, and hear more about him because he's getting a chance to play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Eric Portillo has been so good this season. Um, it's also just kind of worked out. Um, for him, obviously, that the team itself has some of their biggest wins when he's been in net and he has been reliable. He's been really good. He's made some great, you know, late game saves. Um, and uh, he is I, I think that you've seen the development for him, even just in the small sample size we've had from the preseason until now. He's been great. And, you know, Samuel Fagimo has been a lethal goal scorer the last couple of years. But I think that it's really come full circle for him because, like we said, you know, thought we were going to have him at the beginning of the year and then didn't when he went to Nashville, um, spent a month with that organization and then came back to the Kings. And now it's come full circle because now Sammy is not just one like he's not just the leading goal scorer on the team. He is lighting up the AHL right now. And I think that's been something that we've seen flashes of the last few years. But now, even though the sample size has been small, it is finally here where people are really taking notice of of what, you know, his skill level is. So it's great to have them both here, both being really important players, you know, at this point in the season. And the the results and the stats have have shown that off. Well, let's get right to our conversation. We spoke with those two guys, Samuel Fagimo and Eric Portillo. Joining us today on the rain check, we have Samuel Fagimo and Eric Portillo, two guys who uh, know each other pretty well, but we figured we'd, we'd get them on together so everyone can kind of hear that relationship come out. Guys, uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's super <clears throat> nice to be here. I was just going to say, last year, uh, Jared was kind of telling you guys before we started, um, we were trying to do the Swede cast last year and get all the Swedish guys in, and now obviously we've got Eric in. Um, last year we did it with with Leas and Mo, two guys that also know each other pretty well. So kind of, you know, you guys have played with each other more than really anybody else throughout your careers. What what started your your friendship, and, and how far back did your relationship go? Sam, you want to take this one? Yep. Yeah, sure, I can take this one. Yeah, you know, it's a special feeling to have Porsche right now. You know, we have been together for a lot of years. Uh, the first time we met each other was probably when we were 10 years old. Kind yeah, of like that. Even, even younger, I think. Like, yeah, you think so? Yeah, we have a good good game at 10, though. But uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, we grew up in the same um, Gothenburg area. So so we played each other, yeah, from, from the start, kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so it, it's, it's like a small division, kind of. We play each other. So we, like, yeah. Got a couple of games there when we were really young, and uh, Porsche was obviously a big goalie, so it was, uh, yes, just uh, fun to play against him. So he was big even when you guys were younger. He was like a big goalie. Yeah, for sure. You know, he he was really big goalie, and he was um, yeah loud as well at the eye. So uh, yeah, you uh, could for sure notice him. Well, you guys 
so you were playing against each other at that point in that what was it like kind of obviously he's you know trying to learn his craft and and you're trying to you know your dad i'm sure was involved like how how was that kind of uh at that point just competing against each other yeah it was uh like i said before just uh special you know like we first we played each other for a couple of years and then we came in the same team they were around 14 and 15 years old so that's special yeah <clears throat> when we joined uh Frilunda, samuel joined uh one year earlier than me but then uh, i was there practicing so i mean we knew each other really well since we were like 14 um and then ended up uh, playing in the Frilunda like system there with u16 j18 j20 and um then we kind of took different paths but uh you know, you, you, you have time to build a very special relationship during those years. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's amazing to be able to play with him again and uh, have such a close friend uh, on your team at this high of a level. So you went, you mentioned it, you guys kind of go in different paths. So you went to the USHL with Dubuque um, and then to Michigan. Sammy, you know, you go a different route as well, end up here a little bit earlier. So, you know, what was your relationship like when you guys took those two different paths? Did you guys stay in touch? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, social media, we text each other a lot. We FaceTime each other a lot and Snapchat and those things. And, uh, you you know, we have known each other for a long time. So for sure, we keep in touch. Yeah, and you follow each other and see how, how it goes. So uh, it's always fun, you know. Uh, it's easy to, to keep that connection going. We're both in the U.S. kind of, so that also yeah. helped. I guess give us a sense of, you know, going back to Fralunda. So you're both from, from Gothenburg. <clears throat> how far is, like, we don't know the geography. How far is Fralunda away <sighs> from there? Like, was that easy? Could you live at home? Were you guys living with Billet family? How does that work? Yeah, so so I uh, stayed at my home. You know, like it's uh, those small towns, like close to Gothenburg. So I was maybe twenty to twenty-five minutes south to Gothenburg, and then Ports was more north, kind of in Gothenburg, right? Yeah, northeast, kind of. So I, uh, um, yeah, I had about twenty minutes to the rink as okay, well. So that's F- pretty easy. 50, you can stay with your family. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you live at home and um, go to school in the city center, kind of, and practice at Frölunda Bori which is like the Frölunda practice facility that's also like kind of city center so yeah Eric I know Sammy Sammy's been here the last couple of years so I've gotten to know him he's keeping in touch with the league what Frölunda's doing where they're standing you know are you the same way do you try to watch games do you try to stay in touch with anybody over there yeah, I mean, Sammy played on that team and uh, in the pro team there, which I never did because right. I came over. When, here. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think he has probably a little deeper uh, relationships there, but uh, <clears throat> I definitely follow for Linda. Like, I mean, it's uh, the team I grew up watching, and um, yeah, I mean, spent a lot of time there as well. So um, yeah, definitely follow them and, and see how they're doing. Yeah, it's the same here, you know, like they usually play on Thursday and Saturday and sometimes on Tuesday too. So on, on the mornings here, we come and follow the games. Usually the Swedish guy, we talk about the league and the Estichel and stuff. So yeah, it's uh, super fun to follow them. Can you watch it or is it more like following on your phone? No, you, we uh, can watch it. It's like a Swedish app, kind of. It's a TV company. You can watch the games there. 
Nice, nice. Sometimes they're on NHL Network. Yeah, right? like oh, really? once in a while. No, like I feel like the NHL Network games is uh, Champions Hockey League. Yeah, right. I think. So, so Eric, when you come over here and you know you kind of is is that is that a route that it seems like a lot of goalies will take as well? Maybe coming to North America uh, instead of playing uh, in the SHL for a few years is that common? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's getting more common for sure. Uh, like. When I went over, um, it wasn't really a big thing. Like, I know for Lunda, um, just a year or two before me, wouldn't let two guys go uh, to college or they didn't want them. And it's reasonable because they wanted them up in the pro team and they invest so much in their uh, youth program so and their junior program. So it makes sense that they want their players to... Uh, their skilled players that they've developed to go to the pro team. So that makes sense. But um, at that time, when I was looking for colleges, it wasn't really a big thing. But I think since and during my three years there, like uh, it's becoming way more common, especially goalies, as you said. Like uh, I think <clears throat> that's a good route for goalies because you have a little more time to develop and um, – yeah, you develop as a person as well by being at college, I think, uh, in in many different areas. So, um, yeah, it's just a good, sustainable route. And sticking with that, I mean, you were with Matt Miller in Dubuque, so you knew him already, a goaltending coach, and um, I, I guess at least a little <clears throat> bit, right? He was over there at some point when you were there? Well, he, yeah, actually, he left, like, because he got recruited by L.A. when... Yep. So he was part of like recruiting me okay. to Dubuque. So I, I didn't know him super well, Got but uh, he was part of like recruiting me and we had some Zoom calls and stuff. Um, but when I came here, it was actually a really exciting start to finally get on the ice and work with him because I've heard so many good things about him. And uh, yeah, it was very exciting to, you know, meet someone after that many years. And so, yeah, so you had him as a connection. Obviously, Sammy's a connection, too. That, yeah. um, And I think you talked about it at the time of the trade. Just, you know, most guys get traded, especially if they never played pro and they don't know that many people. But it must have been at least a decent comfort when you finished your, your college career that came here and knew a few people. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, uh, <clears throat> I mean, just the fact that it's a lot of Swedish guys here as well. Like, it, it always helps. Um, but then in general, like... I've been on a lot of teams where I've had zero Swedish guys like Dubuque and Michigan. There's no Europeans even. So, uh, and I kind of like that as well. Like then you build a probably a little deeper relationship with American guys. Like now you have to really work harder to, to step outside that comfort zone kind of. Um, so you don't get stuck just talking with the Swedish guys, you know? So, it's uh, pros and cons to both, but for sure, when I came here, uh, it's a big step. And um, yeah, no, it, it felt good to have uh, some uh, connections here for sure. That's something that I think that we talked about a little bit about um, with Mo and Leas last year, too. So I'm interested to get Sammy's take on it, uh, you know, coming into an organization that I don't want to say historically, but maybe for, you know, the 10, 15 years prior to kind of the new wave of European players coming into the organization, there weren't really a ton. So what's your experience been with um, the organization, with other Europeans, but specifically with the other Swedish players? Yeah, you know, it's been great. You know, like my first year here, it was a 
couple Swedes and, and and I think it's been Swedish like the whole time I've been here. So I think that has helped me a lot to come here and move here. You know, you feel more comfortable as well, like off the ice and on the ice. But then, like Eric said before, like you need to step up that comfortable zone and really need to talk to other uh, people as well in the team. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, think that helped me a lot in the first couple of years that you can talk Swedish sometimes too, you know, like on the locker rooms and off the ice as well. But uh, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> this year I feel like the whole team is great and uh, I think the whole team is tight. But like I said before, it's really nice to have a couple of Swedish guys as well and especially Porsche when we have this uh, yeah close relationship. Sammy, you've been here, as you said, obviously now a couple of years. First time on the podcast. So, yeah. you know, uh, what are some of the things that, you know, you've been able to do in L.A.? I mean, Eric comes here. What are you telling him that he's got to see, he's got to do? What are some of the, your favorite things to do around here? Yeah, you know, I have been here for four years now, maybe. So I have been doing a lot of things. But it was actually fun when Port came here the first time. I uh, took him to Santa Monica and we did some dinner and I showed him around <clears> it and he loved it. So that was fun. Yeah. Then I've been to some soccer games. I watched some basketball games. I have been to, yeah, Santa Monica, all the beaches, Palos Verdes, you know. So uh feels like this city is great, you know, and it's a lot of stuff to do beside hockey. And I think that's really important as well. We we asked Sammy, you, I don't think you were here for this, but when we had our media day before the season, we were asking guys what their in-and-out order was. So, oh, you, yeah. So, Eric, do you have a, a, a better in-and-out order, a new in-and-out order? Uh, I don't know if I really have one yet, but... Uh, for sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I would just go a double-double, I think. I think that's pretty standard, but uh, yeah. Sammy, it's been a couple of years. What's yours? Yeah, same here, you know, uh, double-double and uh, Diet Coke. All right. Anyone try animal style? No, actually, I uh, have not tried it, but I've got some rumors that it's really good. <laughs> that's mine, or <laughs> yeah. animal style. No cheese. No cheese. No, animal style, no cheese. That's mine. No Fair. no cheese? Nah, hamburger only. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't like the melted cheese on Interesting the Interesting means it's a bad order. Well, he's never had it, so he doesn't know what it is. Fair enough. I do like the pickles, though. Keep the pickles on. Okay. We, uh, you, you mentioned some of the sporting events you guys have been able to take, and I know last year when we we did the, the, the promo for Quakes Night, we had Andre Lee out there on the ice. Uh, have you guys had the chance to take in any baseball games yet? Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, I think I went to a Dodgers game. Um uh, just a great experience, you know, big arena, uh, different sport. Like, it's not that popular in Sweden, and it's huge here. So you got to obviously come and watch it sometimes, you know. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I have been to a baseball game. I have not, uh, not here at least. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen it in a few other places, but... Uh, Any Tigers games in Michigan? Yeah, I've seen a Tigers game and some Blue Jay games as well, so... Uh, uh, no, I like it a lot, and especially now I think uh, we have to go when uh, he just signed that uh, $700 million yeah. contract. Yeah, sure. sure. Good luck getting tickets. Yeah, I've been oh, pretty yeah. fired up about That's that. That's what I've heard, too. <laughs> I told my wife that we're probably only going to Angels games now because it would be tough to get Dodgers tickets. Yeah, we were uh, when we were in Bakersfield the other night, uh, Jacob Doty was saying that I think it's time to, to go and get some Dodgers tickets now. So 
Um, I'll have to probably wait a month or two, and then when the tickets go down, we'll go there. Um, Eric, uh, Michigan was probably, I think that lines up with the World Series run. Did you ever get a chance to go to any games when you were at Michigan? Yeah, yeah. The um, <clears throat> baseball arena is actually right next to Yost. So, uh, yeah, for sure, you just, you know, walked across the street there and uh, saw a couple games and know a couple of the, of the guys there as well. So, yeah. Sam, are you tired of hearing uh, about Michigan at this point? Are you yeah, like, enough um, of this? I am had enough of this. <laughs> Every day he comes to the rink with someone, Michigan merch or something. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, we, it's time we, to change that. We get a lot of clothes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good time to show it off with the football team, too, going to the right. playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. Never been to a game, but have been outside the football stadium. So Well, you really – and. Now I'm going to talk about Michigan, but sorry, uh, Yoast is a very unique building to yeah. play. And obviously Eric got to know it really well, but I mean, give a sense of what it's like for me. One of the most unique things is the windows. So there's like a lot of yeah. natural light and I'm sure as a goalie, you know, at, I don't know if you guys practiced at Yoast and yeah, during the day, I'm sure it's very much different with the lighting in there. And as a goalie tracking the puck because of those big windows. Yeah, no, um, you're actually pretty spot on. Like during the day, it's like, I wouldn't say playing outside, but it's like you have a lot of light, like natural light in there, which usually feels a little weirder compared to, because we're so used to, you know, the regular just closed off um, walls. So, um, yeah, and and the other part is that Yoast, like, it kind of looks like a church a little bit, like from the outside or... Uh, cathedral like that so um yeah it's just a special place and um the stands are so close to the ice and uh children of yost in there so uh no it's just a amazing place to to play us what are does that rank up there for you for one of those unique buildings you've played in oh for sure yeah unique 100 percent. yeah sammy what's yours most unique building you've played a game in unique probably in um Globa or Avicii Arena is called now in the SHL playoffs. We played there in the finals against Djurgården. And uh, yeah, it was like 14,000 people sold out <laughs> every game there. And we actually won the SHL championship there too in game six. So it was pretty special and a great memory for sure. They, so they renamed the arena, huh? Yeah, Avicii. exactly. So uh, I think they renamed it a year ago, or a couple of years ago. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so so first they called the uh, Globe Arena. Yeah. And now it's called Avicii Arena. Right. Didn't the NA- the NHL just played games in that building, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Yes. Nice. I thought I think that was the first time that I had seen that they changed the name. So, yeah. Yeah. I they just did the Global Series. Yeah, it's yeah. the Global Series was there. That's probably... Do you guys know anybody that went to any games of the Global Series? Um... I don't think so. I, I yeah, I know like because I know Raymond played. Yeah. So uh, I know like yeah, some, it's the same friends. Like, yeah. I, I know a couple of play- couple, uh, co- couple, couple yeah. players, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Was that? I mean, I'm sure that was probably a pretty big deal in, in Sweden when they had the games there. Yeah. Last couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, it, it was a huge week there in Sweden. It was fun to see some NHL games in Sweden. I know that. Um, you know, I think we had talked to Sammy when the trade to, to acquire you, Eric, first went down. So how did how did the two of you communicate? Like, when did you find out? How did you find out that, that Eric was going to be joining the organization? <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I think it was after practice, and I just watched it uh, Twitter, and I saw this uh, 
yeah, Erica traded to LA and I got super happy right away and I just uh, called on FaceTime and it was uh, yeah, a nice uh, FaceTime call there with Eric. Yeah. <laughs> I remember on our end I remember I think I was in Ontario <clears throat> I don't think it was a game day though was it a game day uh I don't think no, it was I don't think day. so it was a I was there day. was a reason why I was in Ontario because I was sitting there and just found out from I got the email from the Kings like this trade happened yeah. and um you know I right away I was like oh well I know Michigan's a having yeah. a good season so then we you know we were able to watch uh we were actually watching like down the stretch in you know NCAA's and, and Big yeah. Ten tournament, like we were watching more Michigan games because we had the connection. Yeah. That, whereas before, I probably paid attention, but not as much as as uh, if we have a, a goalie or you know a player that's on the team. So that's cool. And it's yeah. such a special feeling too to see that because like me and Eric has spent so much time together when we were younger and like worked really hard to get uh, to this path. So it's like super special to be on the same team again and we can hang out together like we did before yeah i remember that day that jerry was talking about um and the first thing that i always do is pull up the bio see what we can find out and you scroll down to the player connections and more connections than any other player was sammy so now i guess what with the with the rain on there it's been seven seven different teams according to elite prospects seven seven different teams so that's quite a bit. I didn't even know that was that many. Yeah, I guess Froland does every year count as a yeah. new yeah. team. Yeah, well, the so. age, the and age the, groups, yeah. so. That's the TV puck. Exactly, yeah. It's like yeah. a huge tournament in Sweden like when we're young. It's like all those uh, districts play each other in a tournament. So, it's, so, so we had a Gothenburg team, and we were in the same team there as well. I just looked because you said it now, and I had a page up anyway. But some national seven, teams. Seven yeah. for yeah. you guys. It says six years you've played with Jacob Movarari because he was also. Six? That's it yeah. says six different years with different yeah. teams in Forlunda, and then exactly. when you count the rain a couple years, and all yeah. of a sudden, it's, I think we played. Me and uh, Jacob played two years together in the Pro League in uh, Sweden, and then now we've been together the whole time as well. So special. So you know, obviously. Coming into the season, um, you know, we were looking forward to, to kind of having you guys all back on the team again. And then, Sammy, we talked to you about it already, um, you know, after some of our games once you once you came back from from Nashville. So um, is it when you came back, you know, how was that for the two of you? Because obviously it was kind of a whirlwind couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, first of all, like it was mixed emotions to get on waivers again. Uh, thought I had a great time in Nashville. And I thought I played well as well, so it was a lot of uh, different uh, opinions there. But uh, like I said before, when I got on waivers, I really hoped that LA would pick me up again because I like uh, really like to be here, and uh, the Ontario rain is a super nice spot to be in as well, and stuff like that. So I was sitting in the hotel room there in Nashville and just uh, praying to God that uh, yeah, the Kings kind of pick me up again. So, so far this season, obviously, it's been a small sample size for you so far, but that sample size has been really good. So for, for each of you, what have you, what do you guys make of the team this year and the way that these last couple of weeks have gone looking forward to the rest of the year? Yeah, uh, like I said before and earlier, like, I think we have a really good team this year, you know, from goalies to forwards and the D-man is uh, great as well. And I think that's uh, important to have like a strong back end and then we can have some good 
offensive side as well. And I think we are a close team, and I think that's important as well. Uh, it's been some ups and downs last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, I'm just super excited to get more games and uh, play better. Yeah, I mean, uh, I couldn't agree more. Like, I think even like from the start when I came here last year, like, I think everyone's been really welcoming. It's been awesome just to, you know, get to know everyone. And um, yeah, we just have a, I think a lot of it is about our leadership group as well. Like, they're very nice and they, um, they've taken care of all the new guys very well, I think. Um, and then for me as a person as well, like being able to have some friends on the team helps obviously, but, um, yeah, those guys have really, you know, taken charge and in charge and, um, really made this team what it is, I think. Um, so yeah, no, I'm just very excited for uh, what's to come here. Uh, I think we have all the, the pieces. We just got to put it together and I think we're on a good path here. So yeah, it's exciting. That is a good point. I mean, when you look at just the two of you and when you've come here, like Sammy, you got here, the team's young. There's a lot of yeah. competition with younger players. And now you look at the average age, it's got to be a lot older. But for Eric coming in, it's the first year, but it's an older team as opposed to when you came here and it was a lot of young guys trying to make it. Yeah, you know, like the first year there when it was COVID year, we was a lot of young guys, the whole team kind of. I think we started the year like 0-9 or something. So... Yeah, you know, it's been a like a big grind, but I think the guys have learned a lot too. And the same with me, like I have uh, learned a lot and grown as a person on the ice and off the ice. It's it's kind of funny because you guys both, and we mentioned this before, but going two different directions too. And obviously you, you were playing in the SHL, you know, Eric goes to, or you were playing in the SHL, Eric goes to the USHL and then Michigan. And now you guys are the same age, but still kind of at different parts of your career. And even though that there's, uh, you know, the difference in position, is there anything that you guys can either relate to each other or offer advice to, to one another, even though you're at kind of different parts in your pro career? That's a good question, but I um, think it's more like experience, you know, like I can give some advice to Eric about experience, you know, it's harder because he's a goalie, but like sometimes what's going on off the ice, I can help him with that and he can tell me a couple of stuff too as well. Yeah, and I mean, he's a forward, I'm a goalie, so we can definitely yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give him goalie some... advice. <laughs> well, we can exchange some, you know... You know, it's kind of reverse thinking. So, uh, yeah, and, I mean, just practicing with each other off the or on the ice uh, and off the ice. Like, you know, you can you can share a lot of uh, insight into the how, you know, forwards think or how goalies yeah. think. And uh, I think that's important as well. So, no, for sure. I guess I'm just, you know, the other thing is I have a connection to the USHL. I was in the USHL for, for a couple of years. So... You know, we haven't gotten a chance to discuss it with Eric too much, but that's a unique league. Um, you're coming over, you know, you come over to the U.S., you probably didn't have too much experience, but uh, the year you were there, you didn't get a chance to finish that. I mean, what was that like being there and then it gets kind of shut down and uh, it seemed like you guys were having a great season. Dubuque always seems like they have a really good team. It's a strong, strong franchise there. Yeah, no, I mean um... – Sammy has some uh, debut connections as well, I think. Uh, yeah, I actually got uh, drafted there. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. 
Yeah, so... When was it? 2017 or something? I think was I that when you got drafted? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think, yeah. So <laughs> I was Were they a, trying to recruit you pretty hard then? Yeah, actually, I think I got a couple of meetings there with the coach and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like I was pretty close to be on the pro team as well. So yeah. I thought that was, was a way better path for me did you when they were trying to talk to you were they also obviously then talking about college so that would have been a discussion of hey maybe i do want to look at a college or two and then yeah. try to talk about that as well exactly exactly so i had a couple of talk with them but i felt like that, that was not the best path for me because I, i'm i'm not the smartest guy either in school so <laughs> <laughs> says uh all right fifth round fifth rounder pick by the by dubuque for sammy yeah, I was gone in the I my last year in the USHL was 2015. So I, I think I got there. drafted in the CHL import draft as well. Yep, CHL import yeah. draft twice. It says yeah, by who? Well, it says the first time it was in WHL Portland Winterhawks, and then the second time Halifax. Yeah, that's uh, equipment manager Alex Ryan's old team. Yeah, too. Exactly. So maybe he knew about it. Yeah, he was probably trying to tell him to, yeah. to bring you in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man well yeah it's so you know the ushl is, i don't know what it would have been like you know when it gets shut down like that for COVID. oh but, yeah but well, yeah to bring it back to that I, you know you guys were having a, a good season to be clearly both of you now uh know that they're a good team and it's probably a little bit of you think back and you didn't get to finish it up there to have a finish there yeah, and I mean, uh, as you said, like that was uh, a unique experience. I think I, uh, I had two really good uh, billet parents, so that was very different. I mean, I've always lived at home up to that point, and then moved into billet parents in you know Dubuque, Iowa, and uh, we lived on a farm, which was you know super different. Like everything was just completely different from uh, uh, back home in Gothenburg. So. Um, no, that was a unique experience, and we, as you said, we had a good season there, and um, obviously COVID hit, like, I think uh, uh, things, yeah, they shut down, and, I mean, we weren't uh, hit the hardest, so we shouldn't really complain. I mean, uh, I knew where I was going after that as well, so it wasn't really a huge deal for me. Like, unfortunately, we couldn't finish it because i think we had a chance to win the clark cup but uh, shouldn't complain too much anyway sammy how was your season that kind of went down that same kind of year did you know that you know a year later you were gonna come over to north america um when everything kind of shut down in 2020 yeah exactly so i got signed that summer before so that year uh, i was loaned to the frolanda mm -hmm. and then the plan was to get her the next season so yeah and you guys how close are you to finishing the season because it, i know it starts earlier ends yeah. earlier was the season almost over at that time yeah so we had one more game oh, in wow. the regular season that we play like with with no fans yeah and then the week after it was shut down yeah crazy yeah, yeah. it's interesting to see because you know obviously players come from all over and and, and some guys will have the 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 juniors experience or the college experience. And that was my last year in college. So I remember we were gearing up for games that week too. Um, so it, it's just kind of interesting to see where the different players come from and, and the experience with how everything kind of ended, whether they were almost done or still right in the middle of everything. So, yeah. And it took a while to get back on, obviously, yeah. you know, we had to 
play a whole season here with no fans. That was probably, yeah. I mean, when you look back on that now, now that you've been in Ontario, you're used to the building in Ontario, you know, do you think back of, yeah, hey, we used to play games here in, yeah. in Segundo. I know, like, it was such an, like, special first year, you know, I got a lot of excitement to get there, but we couldn't get to Ontario, so that would kind of boring and we just play the games in the practice facility so yeah but uh just fun that we couldn't play though well guys we appreciate uh you giving us a little bit of time and uh, it was great to have you both on thanks so much of course thank you very thank much you for having us yeah thanks again to those guys for joining us josh you know one thing we didn't get really to talk with eric about you know discussed his season a little bit at this point but you know, he you mentioned earlier that he's win he's been in net for some of the wins that that the Reign have had. And two of them most recently, you know, to start December in Coachella Valley in Bakersfield, Ontario had lost at home the night previously. They were both home and home series with those two teams. They started off at home on a Friday in Ontario, and for him to come in with that pressure of you don't want to go over on the weekend. And both games Really excellent performances, you know, a win in overtime at Coachella Valley on a goal by Martin Chromiak. And then the next week, a, a low scoring two to one win against Bakersfield in a series that was highlighted by a slew of penalties, tough games to play in, a lot of power play opportunities. But, you know, he made some key saves in the third period for Ontario to hold the win and uh, and defeat Bakersfield in that game. He's been really good in those games. I think, honestly, his best game of the season um, arguably is, is Bakersfield, which, um, was, you know, the building where he won his first pro game earlier this season in October, but had that bounce back win for the rain after a six, four loss, uh, on, on Friday, December 8th, he wasn't in net for that game, but he does get the start less than 24 hours later, stops 22 of 23 shots he faced in the two, one win. Um, and so that was, that was really good too. Um, but arguably his best game is the game where he ends up giving up three against Coachella Valley. He stops 29 of 32 shots. He made some big time saves down the stretch and he gets credited for the overtime win. And this season he's been really good. There's a reason why his goals against average is low. His save percentage is really high. And those two situations with the loss on Friday night, he's back in net on Saturday. Um, I think are the situations that stand out most. There's one other one that's kind of similar, not exactly the same but the rain lost 5-4 in a shootout on November 17th to first place Calgary and less than 48 hours later the two teams play again at home and it's Eric Portillo's first pro shutout a 4-0 win over Calgary which I still think to this point is probably Ontario's best game of the year even though a game later they beat Coachella 6-0 but the fact that they beat the number one team uh, in the in the conference at that point 4-0 on home ice to bounce back you've got a rookie goaltender in net makes 19 saves. Um, I think that was probably the team's best overall win. And I think it seems fitting right now with the way that Portillo has played as a rookie that he ends up getting his first pro shutout that night too. Um, he's been really, really reliable for this team. Um, and up to this point has been kind of the number two option behind a veteran goalie like David Riddick. Um, but it's just, I think, really nice for Marco Sturm and this staff and, and this team to be able to turn to a guy like Eric Portillo, who's in his rookie season, who you want to play games and develop, and he's been lights out. We have not had a full-length episode in a while, so it's great that we've been able to sit down and do that. But we have had some great opportunities to keep you up to date on everything that's going on on a game-by-game -game basis this year. I am talking about our game day forecast. 
Uh, if you haven't seen it, there's probably no way. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, well, you know, you got to check that it's out. It's in the queue. It's everything. Uh, it's everything we've been putting out here over the last couple of weeks on the Rain Check podcast. We have episodes on the morning of each game day that the Rain play, whether it's home or road, whether we're calling the game on the air or not. Uh, you can count on having a game day forecast each and every game for Ontario. It's been a great season. For the rain so far, they've gotten off to a pretty good start. They've got an opportunity to continue playing pretty well going into the uh, holiday break for the league. And, you know, coming back in January, a slew of games, big time promotions coming up at Toyota Arena. So if you haven't checked it out yet, the game day, uh, game day forecast, we will have that for you every home and away game for the Ontario rain. It'll be something we continue to offer for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good way to, to get prepared for the game. Um, no matter kind of what the situation is. If you're driving to work in the morning, we've got a 10-minute podcast that you can listen to. We've got a lot of audio from from different players, coaches, um, you know, each other. You know, we've got we've got these these interviews that we're putting out every single game. Something that you might not hear every single day, something a little bit different than what we normally get on the podcast. Um, so so it's good to have that out whether you're driving to work, heck, whether you're on your way to the game. Um, it's a good way to get prepared um and and kind of Stay in the know of what's going on with the team on a game by game basis. Um, so yeah, that's coming out. Um, that that comes out every single game day. Uh, the rain check game day forecast. If you're listening on, I guess pretty much any podcast app, it's right there in the thread. So um, whenever there's a game, we'll have a, a game day forecast coming out in the morning to to get you set. And whether it's a game day forecast or a full length discussion with one of our players or staff. If you want to hear from anybody, just let us know. We'll definitely take recommendations. We're trying to get some more of these guys uh, in the studio when we have some more time uh, and get those guys just like we had with with Eric and Sammy today. Get them uh, a little bit more, you know, get you to learn a little bit more about those players and coaches and um, hear what happens every day here at the uh, at the practice facility for the rain. So uh, thanks for tuning in to this one. And we will talk to you very soon. Plenty of games Plenty of podcasts coming your way from us very soon. Have a great day, everybody. 